because like uh, Dante was saying, he got some shit to say. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, oh my gosh. Should we, we fire it up? Are you, guys, <laughs> are you guys fired up? I'm ready to I'm, go. Yeah, I'm down. Let's there, do it. Is everybody drinking a Truly Lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I chugged mine when you didn't show up. I got nervous and just I shotgunned the rest of it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sipping mine. There it is. There it is. <clears throat> ah, Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dude Sweet. Dude Sweet! <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Hell Hell yeah. My name is Ian Douglas Terry. And my name is Brian Keith Nelson, a.k.a. Blacksican Thunder, not Xander, because we're not wrestling right now. So it's that's gone for the moment. It's on pause. It's on pause. Everything is on pause. That's true. And today we have a returning guest, Dante Powell, straight out of Des Moines, Iowa. What up, man? Yo, what's up, guys? How you doing? (laughs) Oh, surviving in this crazy world, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Right, it, it's crazy out here. Please do me a favor and don't become Florida man. I know you're in Florida, but like, don't let them get you. <laughs> no, I man, I struggle every single day out here because these damn Floridians just have no. I swear, they have no sense on the road. They have no sense with how they operate. There's just no damn sense everywhere, and it don't help when the leadership, not only of the country but the state, ain't got no damn sense. Like, come on now. Yeah. That's- <laughs> That's a lot, gotta, man. I just, I worry. Anytime anybody's near Florida, I'm like, man, this could end terribly. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <clears throat> oh, God. I oh. See, I woke I woke up this morning fired up, full of energy, but also phlegm. So I'm working on that. I'm trying oh, to be a professional right now. Yeah. Get some yeah. hot tea, clear it up. Oh, dude, I'm going to heat up a couple Trulies in the microwave. And just get- <laughs> yeah. Take them out of the can first, please. No, no, nope. try it with the can. <laughs> no, nah, man, aluminum. if you want to get the full of, if, yeah, if you want to get the full effect, it's full aluminum in the microwave. Oh, yeah, there's nothing waking you up like a, a shocking jolt of electricity and explosion in your kitchen. Man, like, the thing with that is, you know, like it's basically just Alka Seltzer, so yeah, you might as well. <laughs> Dante, what the hell's been going on in Des Moines? Um, you know what? They didn't shut the state down for COVID. We just kind of like nobody's paying attention, right? You guys just keep yeah. going to work. You guys just keep going to Walmart, and uh, so I mean, it, we're still getting new cases all the time. The death rate isn't that bad, but also, like, I think people think that death is the only bad thing that happens anymore. And it's like, no, like, this is really messing up people's respiratory system. So we should. Also, their bank accounts. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing about that is I've been thriving during the pandemic because my album came out. So. Hell yeah. I don't care about these poor whites. (laughs) I'm kidding. Shout out to a black man thriving in a pandemic. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Terrible. No, no, no. (laughs) But no, like for real, like it, it, you guys are absolutely right. It's incredible how like 
I'm watching these people who are just like barely getting by have to make these incredible decisions about their lives and like, you know, their, their children and things like that. It, it's just tough to see. So I've been like, I've been fortunate, but it, it put like this gives you perspective no matter what. That's the crazy thing about it is that. Yeah. Like for me, I don't see how you can't have empathy for people. Like I said, I'm not, I'm in a spot where I just got fortunate. I got lucky and I'm doing okay through this. But there are people out there who don't have work right now, who are on unemployment and they're still like so stuck in identity politics that they're like, nope, Trump is good. And we need to, uh, not vote for stimulus packages and things like that. Like they're, they're going against their own interests that are like, I just don't get how they can operate like that. It's been sad to see. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't understand how this kind of willful ignorance can exist, especially in a time like this, because a lot of the argument you'll hear is just, it's a very common argument you hear when people are saying tax the rich, what they should be getting taxed. And they're like, well, if a rich person makes all this money, they should keep all that money because they worked hard and make it. Not every rich person has worked hard for their wealth. And if they, if we're getting taxed, why shouldn't they be taxed? the exact same way and that tax goes back to the country and it, it has nothing to do with taking away their wealth they're rich they can afford to do that like it's a it's yeah. a morality thing people are sitting here saying oh well if i were rich i'd want to keep all of my money you're not rich like you're not you're holding on to this old ass ideal for like the small one in a trillion chance that you could maybe one day potentially be a billionaire but you should still be paying your fair share in taxes Right, right. It's there's nothing in the world that makes people like, like nothing in the world makes poor people look down on millionaires like the idea that they could one day become a billionaire. And it's like yeah. you're not gonna do that. No, definitely not. A lot of that is generational <laughs> wealth. <laughs> yeah, like th these Dude, people I really, I, yeah, they're just strange, but you know. <laughs> I just want a backyard. That's all I want. Right, people, right. People, yeah, people can have millions of dollars. I just want a yard and a dog and like some type of crossbow that I can just shoot <laughs> randomly at stuff. That's all I want. That's all I'm asking for. Man, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. And like back onto the empathy topic, like if somebody is making billions of dollars a year, if Jeff Bezos is getting wealthier in this time of a, pan a pandemic where everyone's saying this could lead to an economic crisis and he's getting wealthier, wouldn't your empathy and your morality as a human being be like, hey, I'm not going to tell my employees to borrow sick time from other employees so that way they can have time off if they get COVID instead of having to worry about paying their bills. Wouldn't you just be able to support those people still if they happen to get this? Wouldn't you be able to have the money to at least properly pay your taxes? Not shopping around different states and telling different states, holding them hostage, I'll only build my hub here if you agree not to tax me. You can afford those taxes. I'm Sorry, if you're $15 billion richer in a pandemic, you can definitely afford to lose only $2 billion just out of that main profit to probably start helping a majority of the country within a total of six months. It just makes no sense to me. No. Yeah, it, it's been struck. Like, so with, even with that happening, there are people who need that sort of support who I see and I engage with 
And they're like, nah, man, nah, people just need to get back to work. And I'm like, in the face of a virus that is potentially mutating, that is like incredibly hard for people to, especially older people, to survive. And then like this leaving, we're seeing more and more results where it's like, oh, we thought that when you got it once, you couldn't get it again. But now people are getting it again. And we thought, you know, once you got it, you were good to go and nothing was harmed. And like, oh, well, actually, you lose certain lung capacity after. And so it's like, why aren't we as a country in a spot where we could all, because I think what's happening is our convenience is being challenged. And if we were in a spot where we were more economically stable, just as citizens, sitting down for a month wouldn't be so, we wouldn't be so conditioned to work, 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 work. We would be conditioned to, okay, it's important for us to just sit down, allow this virus to die out, and then, then try it, give it a go. But people have, like, during all of the quarantines, and like the mandatory quarantines rather people just weren't abiding by it properly and now we're where we are where you know other countries are opening and we're not yeah and yeah. everyone wants to compare us to these other other countries saying well look they're opening up we should be opening back up too it's like those other countries listen to scientists those other countries use common sense and those other countries put themselves in a position not only just within the time of this pandemic but economically and society wise building up to this where they had things in place they had responses to uh it like viruses and everything we had a we had a pandemic response team here in the U.S. that was set up in the Obama era that was just dismantled by Trump because once Trump became president, he was hell bent on dismantling every single thing that Obama put in place, like every single thing. And a lot of these things things were put in place so that way they could continue to be built upon and grow. And they've just been completely shat on. And the same people telling us that we have to get back to work, the same people telling us that we have to get back to work to save the American economy because the American economy can't take this hit are the same ones who are taking advantage of us by paying us what little what little profits that we should be actually earning from the productivity that we provide to these corporations and they're not taking care of us they're not taking care of us with health care they're not taking care of us in a time where we really desperately need it where we if they can afford to make sure that we can sit still for two to three months so that way when we come back we can boost and boom the economy again but instead of instead of billionaires being afraid of losing a small percentage of their profit to then gain it back later in the future they're just like oh no we have to keep this will going because it benefits the corporations and not the people and the people are the ones suffering man that just sucks yeah dude you know something crazy i've noticed uh this is a hulu based <laughs> thing that i've noticed but so <clears throat> like a couple months ago every single commercial was like in these trying times or something like <laughs> all, yeah. yeah so they're like this is the time when we have to like it was all that every commercial now is like get out this summer <laughs> like it's all it's like gross. yeah yeah it's like get outside go to the mountains spit in people's mouths like it's like <laughs> it's the exact opposite <laughs> started getting promiscuous again in these uncertain times yeah, yeah. fucking piss on somebody's stomach have fun like <laughs> Dude, yeah well, <laughs> and, yeah. Such a, and that's the thing it's like been mixed messages the whole time like we're like New Zealand was just like here's seven thousand dollars, chill out, we'll figure this out. 
our country was like, ah, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Oh, you're a pussy if you don't do that. And it's just like, <laughs> no one. And if you're dumb, you're confused as hell. Because it's like, what do you think? Well, obviously, Obama's evil. Like, we all like, <laughs> like, and obviously, like, this, like, it's, it's hilarious, but it's also very sad. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, it, I, like, it's just such a, uh, it, it's such a, like, nothing makes sense. So, like, even just listening to you guys talk, I was like, you know what I need to do right now while we're talking about this? I need to look up the sexiest billionaires. Like, I just want to go yeah. find out if any of these billionaires are out here looking sexy or if, if it's just a bunch of ugly people. I'm pretty sure when I, I'm in my mind's eye, they're, they're all like old, gnarly white dudes. So yeah. I'm going to say not very sexy. Probably uh, not. Yeah, they're but that's all the without white, Googling. They're the white women who, uh, who used to be models in Sears catalogs. <laughs> like they like if you worked a, a hard shift at the at the quarry you'd be you'd love to come home to this woman but if you were yeah. like and if you know if you were if you were into coke in the 80s you're like no i've seen women <laughs> bikinis up their front butt and i want i want some of that yeah i won't settle like, for any of this yeah, don't I don't want regular. I want like I want to know that your parents were from another country. <laughs> Basically. Man, I think like there's a unifying theme with kind of how and I'll just say white people just because why not, but how white <laughs> people are handling this this whole thing like the covid thing and then also how like we I'm white, sure. Why not? <laughs> but, but but how my people handle life life like and dante and i've had conversations about like the comedy world xander and i've had conversations about all kinds of worlds but it's white people don't have natural predators so they have to create bullshit they have to create like an enemy they have to create drama and problems so then they could be like well i'm having problems like because like yeah like when i think about it like i don't have shit to really worry about everything's pretty much fine doug and nikki are hanging out like <laughs> <laughs> chilling yeah they're having a good time they're probably drinking a couple trulies they're having fun but like there's just this thing where if you don't have any real worries and if you don't have any real like problems you create shit like it's this weird like like uh God, like, yeah, they'll say, like, Muslim people. Oh, that's the problem. And they don't know any Muslim people, so they're just like, yeah, sure, I've seen movies. <laughs> they, seem, right. they seem like, they seem bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, they, um, so I was, <laughs> I, sometimes I engage people on, like, the news network comment sections because I hate myself. And, uh, <laughs> And I engaged this guy the other day. He's from a small town in Iowa. And I'm like, what has actually changed because of masks? Like, the, people are wanting you to wear a mask. What is it actually adjusted in your life? And he's like, well, they were supposed to build a new cases here. And I got a feeling that if they build it, they're going to make us wear masks. 
And people here aren't going to do that. And then it's not going to be able to sustain because they're going to have to make back that money they're spending by making the cases new. And then we're not going to have a cases at all. And I was like, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. But think about this. (laughs) But like people just wearing masks. You're asking someone just to wear. People are wearing masks for eight 10, 12, 14 hour shifts at work. And these are essential workers that everyone cares to claim, like, claim, well, people claim to give credit to, like, oh, thank our essential workers. But then the people who actually go and shop couldn't give a shit less when they're fine, perfectly sitting at home, not doing shit. But you're at a yeah. store, 30 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour. Wear a mask. Like, down here is terrible. I fucking hate it because you see people <laughs> walking into restaurants, no mask. You have you have servers with face shields on and gloves and all this stuff to keep themselves safe at work. And you have people casually walking in the restaurants, not ordering takeout. You want to get takeout from a restaurant, that's fine. But they're going to dine in at the restaurant. No mask, laughing, being loud, having a good time, like nothing's going on in the world. Like, what is wrong with you? Why is it why is it so hard? Like, I'm sorry, putting on a mask doesn't make you fucking oppressed all right me walking out of my house in florida thinking i could get potentially shot from a cop having a bad fucking day is oppression not ask being asked to put on a mask to protect other people in your society that i mean that's where it is though like white white people will be like this is oppression and it's like no you don't know shit or like caring is the new n-word it's like no you don't know shit oh my god i don't really like to call women outside of their name unless they deserve it or threaten to smack them but i just wanted to smack a bitch when i saw that i was like are you serious (laughs) are you fucking serious right now that's why you're still saying n-word you will say karen but you won't say it because you know what's worse stop making a false comparison hey i need to be honest while we're also on this topic I feel like essential workers need to calm it down a bit. Like, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're going a little. I saw this lady, she had a sign in her yard that said, she's a nurse. And, like, I get it, man. Like, you guys are, it's crazy out there, but cool it, okay? Like, we've done this with the troops. And I'll tell you who's brave. I saw a blind dude who cut his own hair during the pandemic, and that's brave. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear, like, no, hush it, nurse. You just, Zip it up and get to work. Yeah, you nurse yeah. and doctor. Oh, don't and don't even nurses. I'm feel like I'm going light on them. Doctors really have been getting on my nerves. These fucks. So get them, get them. Listen, you went to school for eight years and now you want to turn around and be bothered by having to go to work. Are you kidding? Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that. Uh, truly did tell us that like they're willing to sponsor this podcast but they don't <laughs> condone me shitting on nurses and doctors in the middle of a pandemic. Nah, fuck they, that. We yeah. don't need sponsorships. Say what you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they they're, they've been me, texting me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. However, our other sponsor, Goldfish, they said go for it. They were like, yeah. We make all our money in the first three months of the year, so we're fine. Uh, we're good. <laughs> But no, so I, I, I kind of was, well, I wasn't kind of, I was definitely being sarcastic there, but I, uh, this has kind of made me realize that the prop, one of the problems America has is that we are so conditioned to hero worship. It's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Like Mm -hmm. we, like, instead of looking at this situation and being like, oh man, we've been undervaluing 
like healthcare workers, we should definitely find ways to pay them better. We've been undervaluing our healthcare workers. We should find ways to make healthcare affordable so that the citizenry isn't, it doesn't feel like we're attacking them when a pandemic hits and we all need to go to the doctor. Like Mm -hmm. instead what we do is we're like, what if we just make a bunch of commercials about you and we talk about how brave (laughs) you are on Facebook and Mm -hmm. we put signs up in our yards and we do all this hollow like worshiping of you that doesn't actually mean anything and benefits you in no way. But Mm -hmm. we just, Oh, we'll call you essential. And Mm -hmm. yeah, you're you're not going to get a raise, but you know what? We we're going to talk about you on Facebook. Remember that. So, all right, get on out there. And it's like, it's the same thing we did to like young men during after nine 11, when we sent them into these countries to do God knows what under the guise Mm -hmm. of weapons of mass destruction. And it's like, well, that's not really what's going on here. Like, we're just we're we're overreacting because rather than do the right thing, you know, was for Bush not to bring down the buildings. Um, I'm, okay, <laughs> no, 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 say it, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. Fuck it, it was an inside job. It was an inside job. <laughs> I don't. Okay, I, I will say I don't. I don't believe that, but I can't help. I can't help, I can't help how silly I am. I, I have to make yeah. a joke. Yeah. But like, I mean, even just a, a reasoned response to that situation and looking at it, looking at it from the, cause I don't think a single United States soldier, I don't, I wouldn't want to risk not even one of them for what we, for that, the idea of freedom, the way they presented it in 2011, mm-hmm. now that I'm an adult. So yeah. I just kind of, like, I, I, I kind of see that trend becoming a thing. And it, we're trying to relive those, like, glory days of World War One and Two when our grandparents were living the American dream despite the, the racism and things like that that needed to be fixed. And it's like, okay, we, we got all that stuff. We won the wars. Now let's work on the actual issues we have. Let's work on the racism. Let's work on the... The, the Jim Crow and things like that. And mm-hmm. people were like, nah, we, we'd rather just find other ways to ignore that the way we have. And so you keep having wars. You keep having uh disease. You, you have the AIDS epidemic and things like that, where it's like, bro, we, we are so good at ignoring our problems that even now it's to the point where we're ignoring COVID. Like, how stupid are we? Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And it's like a lot of a lot of it is people just instead of trying to actually fix the problem, they just want to constantly keep putting a Band-Aid on it. And then whenever that Band-Aid gets soggy, you just replace the Band-Aid instead of actually taking care of the wound. And like a lot of stuff you were talking about earlier is it's not a direct parallel, but I think it's kind of within the same idea is like as an artist, when someone says, oh, I can't pay you, but this will be great in exposure. Like, no. You telling healthcare workers and you telling all these people who are working minimum wage, busting their ass and still can't make a living. Hey, you're important to us. Not important enough for us to actually pay you a living wage. Not important enough enough for us to raise the minimum wage to what it should be for the actual cost of living, which should be around $23 now. No, you're not important enough for us to actually fix this problem that we created. You're just we're just going to sit here and just throw a blanket over it. We're going to tell you you're important so that way you keep going to work. We're 
We're going to tell you you're important so that way you keep buying into the mindset that we fed you that, hey, you have to bust your ass, bust your ass, bust your ass 50, 60, 70 hours a week until you die because then that's what a good American does for their country. And it's bullshit. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like they just had that, uh, there was an article that came out that was like a minimum wage workers, like you can't actually afford an apartment in most cities. And it's like, that's the problem. Like that shouldn't exist. It should, like if you have a full time job, you should be able to live. (laughs) But, um, and I think you both nailed it with the performative aspect that super performative. Yeah, that's why I've always said all uh, white liberals are racist. <laughs> I've always yeah, said like, that. You know what? I'm going to say this now. Shame on Kamala Harris and people like that who are sitting in Congress when you fucking let Nancy Pelosi and all them put on the goddamn kente cloth and sat for fucking minutes <laughs> of silence pretending that they give a shit about our people. But you won't pass a bill. You won't pass a bill or do anything to actually benefit people who are dying from systematic oppression, who are being taken out by cops. You won't arrest the fucking people who killed Breonna Taylor. Like, you won't do any of that. You won't arrest the people who are falsely killing and imprisoning people for this shit. You just want to put on a performance art. It doesn't mean anything. We see through that. We're sick of that. We want change. Yeah, man. It's So, the other day I was... I forget what video it was. It was a police officer doing a good job. Not one of the like hokey ones where like they see some little black kids playing basketball and they're like, let me try a three pointer. Oh, I made it. Like here, little nigger boy. Let me hoop it up with you for 30 seconds. This was like, this was like, uh, like I forget what exactly the officer, what the situation was, but, uh, it was just like a dude who was talking to the officer about like weapons. So they're like discussing guns or whatever. And I thought it was cool, but like I'm watching it and I'm going, Oh, okay. So like this guy is just doing his job. And he's like, you know how sometimes officers stand with their hand on the weapon. This Mm -hmm, guy, he had, he had both of his hands like cupped under his vest, like under his chin. So he's like in the most vulnerable position and he's just like talking to the guy. He obviously doesn't feel threatened. And I'm like, these are the types of cops that are like, if this guy is just going to work every day doing his job, like when we talk about defunding the police, this is the type of guy that we want to not necessarily defund. We want this guy to get a raise so that yeah. when he, so that when he does have to go into that, like, situation where there's gunfire or you know whatever dangerous situation there is like he's compensated properly but that doesn't so i'm i was basically trying to explain to people how like defunding the police one way it could work is if you fire the worst police officer and give his salary instead to the best police officer on top of what he already makes You've now incentivized that police officer to continue doing good, and you've disincentivized yeah. the bad officers from being the worst. So yeah. Yeah. if it if you start working it like that, then you natural you'll you'll naturally see progression in those things. But the problem is people want to blanket it. They want to say that the job is hard. It is. So make them insured. That way. Uh oh! Did Dante drop out? I think we lost him for a sec. 
here. Oh, there oh. we go. He's yeah, back. my bad. No, you're I, good. But I was just saying, like, it, there there are ways to there are ways to work these things that don't uh, that don't because you know how people do is they'll try to make it out to be a thing where we're like, but well, without police, we'll have anarchy. And nobody's saying, <laughs> I mean, well, some people are definitely saying like, get rid of all police. And I, I get where that comes from, but I, I don't think people are saying get like d- devolve into lawlessness. That's not what's being yeah. said. What's being said is we have to look at these systems that we currently look at with a certain reverence. And understand that, like, the reverence has blinded us from seeing the true nature of them, which is not always good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, real quick. But to me, it seems like the people who also do these blanketed terms and all the blanketed things over these statements, they're the same people who are perfectly fine making generalizations about other people. And then when you call (laughs) them on it, they're like, oh, no, well, I actually meant this. You should ask me more about detail. So then when we say something like defund the police or (laughs) fuck the police, they're like, oh, all of a sudden generalization doesn't exist to them anymore. They're like, no, this is exactly what you meant because this is exactly what you said. And it's like you can't play it both ways. Yeah. And it's. So I've had a couple conversations with friends of mine who are cops and they're like, uh, like the defunding thing they actually support because Mm -hmm. that realistically, when you look at it, especially if you look at it, like it's a corporation, there's like, I think LA was like billions of dollars that they're spending every year on the police, like a $10 billion budget. Yeah. And the people who are actually on the streets, the police officers don't make shit. I don't make they, anything. They're like most of my friends that are cops have to pick up like uh, security jobs where they go and like work event security just to like make ends meet. So there's yeah, like they're making not a lot. thirty-five to fifty-five thousand a year. Yeah. So there's this massive amount of money, and it's not trickling down to the actual people doing the job. Just like a corporation mm-hmm. or like Amazon, it's not trickling down. So defunding the police, I think the main thing needs to be like. Who at the top is hoarding this money? Who, like, where is this money actually going? Is like a good step instead of, you know, just like fire police. We should definitely fire the shitty police. Like that's For sure. a given. That's a given, absolutely. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I've been landing on it. But also the job of law enforcement, like, if you're getting into law enforcement, again, it's just kind of like what Dante was saying about doctors. You know what job you're getting into. So now you want to complain that it's hard and that it's tough. Don't bitch and complain about it. You're getting into law enforcement. No one said you were getting into like a you're not you were getting into a a, a fucking retail supervisor position. It's law enforcement. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna have to deal with some shit. That's exactly why you're supposed to have psych evaluations. That's exactly why you're supposed to have emotional evaluations. That's why you're supposed to be properly trained how to handle these difficult situations. Dude, I have I have a friend that wanted to be a cop took all this stuff and then i think he didn't pass the psych thing Mm -hmm. but then i have a friend who became a cop that was way in my opinion like way more crazy (laughs) and it's like man i don't know what that that psych evaluation is doing like yeah it feels like maybe the officer the lower you score the more app you are to be an officer. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, this guy this guy will punch someone in the face for no reason. Get him in. 
We just need someone to blindly follow our immoral orders and then they won't question it because we'll just give them free food every fucking Friday or something. <laughs> what a shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's all but and a lot of like a lot of this time people have said that this time has now you know, with the pandemic and everything going on and things coming to light, there people are saying that this time is really exposing the issues, you know, or the the imperfections in America. And I get it, and it's good that it's become more broad and more people are finally paying attention. But to someone like me who's kind of been seeing the cracks and the flaws and the imperfections since I was like, I don't know, an early teenager, it's kind of upsetting and it's a slap in the face because it's just, again, willful ignorance. Like, how could you not pay attention and notice all of these problems that have existed long before this pandemic, all of these problems that existed long before, like, any of the any of these movements or anything started for social like injustice how could you not how could you not see this we've had people talking about it for like decades i saw on twitter today someone um shout out to all the the people out there editing together all these clips and videos and stuff like they're doing a great job this is what happens when you have like artsy people with free time who were like, oh, no, I'm pissed, so I'm going to make these videos. You have someone who has all these clips of Trump and the current state of the world, and they have a George Carlin clip over it. And George Carlin is fucking fantastic. But he's been saying that stuff since the late 60s, early 70s. And it's like people, there are people who are in his age who are like, I've never really heard or thought about it like that. How could you not? Like, how could you not think or see it that way? It just, it baffles me every single time. Well, that's like the white privilege thing. Like, uh, remember, white privilege doesn't exist, Ian. What are you talking about, <laughs> dude? I'm privileged as fuck. It's a privilege <laughs> to, to be here today with you. Hey, uh, <laughs> but dude, it's like, and I think that it's a problem with our whole country is we oh, don't yeah. have like the team vision. It's all individualistic, and mm-hmm. also. A problem isn't a problem until I have to deal with it. Then it's then mm-hmm. it's like, and you've been seeing that across the board, where it's like people be like, "Covid's a hoax," and then three months later, please give money to my GoFundMe. I'm very yeah, sick. I have, like, I have COVID, and it's like good. Yeah, and I oh, think shout that's- out to all the COVID deniers who are now getting COVID. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. I hope it sucks, and I hope your bank accounts fail. And at the very most, I hope you suffer a little bit because that's what you get for being stupid and not caring, bro. The, the thing that's been flipping me out is that like I have friends who'll be like, uh, they'll post a picture of their mom and be like, "This is my mother. She voted for Trump in 2016." It wasn't until she saw the massive riots and the way the police and uh, federal agents treated an old Vietnam vet in Portland that she decided she had had enough. <laughs> and oh, my God. I I just want to take a moment to talk about how brave I think my mother is for finally <laughs> understanding the reality of America. And they're like, come on, guys, give it up for my mother. And me and my friends are just like, no, your mom sucks. Like, yeah, why yeah. did it take all this? To, this? <laughs> no, get her like, away from ra- here. Imagine bragging about your mom having no empathy for anyone that's not like her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I'm because I've asked people this, and it's always interesting to get different answers, but me and Ian have had this talk. But Dante, when Trump got elected, what were your feelings? Were you surprised? Were you shocked? Or were you like, ah, this is American business as usual with this bullshit? Like, what were your honest feelings? I was not surprised at all. I exactly. had spent 
I spent the prior three months going on stage telling people, oh, guys, this dude is going to win. Yeah. Like, this, we, <laughs> like, we're not used to, we're not used to things going our way in this country as black people mm-hmm. because that's what history has shown us. Like, people will point to, they'll point to outliers. Well, what about Dr. King? Like, you mean the guy that got murdered in his face? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? What, what about, uh, what about Barack Obama? Oh, you mean the dude who literally went into the office with a six pack and you guys stressed him great? That dude? Yeah. Like, what? Is, yeah. Like, you pick our outliers and expect that to be like a normal thing for us. And it's like, no, like, you guys have, you consistently made it difficult overall for us, and now you want to act like, well, no, we you had this, this, and this. What? What about what about Beyonce and Jay Z? And it's like, what? No, like, yeah. <laughs> think about how what they had to do is so difficult. Yet, like, Donald Trump is our president. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 was born into a family. Where he said his father gave him a small loan of a million dollars. I yeah. guarantee you, had Jay Z been given a small loan of a million dollars, he would have been like a multi billionaire by now. Oh, for and it's sure. Like, so I, I just don't like that, that, uh, that mediocrity that's allowed to be celebrated on one end that mm-hmm. when it becomes us is intolerable is just crazy. Yeah, like it's crazy that they tell us that we have to be exceptional just to be treated like the most mediocrity, media, mediocre person that they can produce. And like that's with like kind of offhand, but years ago when the whole Hulk Hogan shit came out and they were, he was saying racist stuff on TV or he got caught saying racist stuff after having sex with his friend's wife and they recorded it for some weird reason fucking whatever but people were like, "Oh, like that's just a weird opinion he has." Or, "Oh, that was a long time ago." No. Hulk Hogan, who isn't that great of a wrestler anyway, is basically telling me the only way I have value to my life is if I'm over a certain height and I can only do a certain thing. And that's not just his way of thinking. That's the thinking that this country has put onto a bunch of people. You've even had, you've had all of these people, these, these, uh, team owners from basketball to football to baseball to everything. They've even blatantly said, oh, yeah, if he didn't give me produce this much money for me or this organization, we wouldn't put up with this shit. But because he does, this is what we do. And it's just like, are you in you're you're putting this message across that the only way that we should be treated equally or seen outside of whatever stereotypes you choose to put on us is if we fit whatever financial needs that you want from us. Dude, think about how, like. The president said it was a hoax that Bubba Wallace had a noose in his garage and he 100% had a noose in his garage. Yeah. Like think about how they twisted that and made him out to be a bad guy. When first of all, he didn't report it. He didn't like, like he didn't complain or anything. Yeah. Somebody else found it. And then they went and checked the other garages. No other nooses. Like it may have been a coincidence, but I tell you, it's a very unlikely one. And so it's like, man, I like you can't on the one hand be like, oh, Bubba Wallace is our guy. 
he's this, that, and the other. He's good to go. And then be like, nah, this was a hoax. He's full of shit when he didn't have anything to do with it. And there 100% was a noose there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, and it's, it's crazy because like we can sit here and say you shouldn't be able to do this because with common sense and how, uh, the brain actually works, you shouldn't be able to say that. But with people who are in charge of this and people who run all of this shit, they can they can constantly spew that bullshit and people will just believe them because they've been so trained to just believe what these people tell them because it's like, oh, well, they're here for us. That's what they tell us. So we should just believe this. Anything else outside of this is too complicated for me to think on my own. So now I'm not going to be able, I, I can't process that. So I'm just going to believe one thing instead of the other. Like there's not enough critical thinking going on. There's not enough thinking for them for ourselves. There's not enough people questioning shit. It's just blindly following it. And it just, to us, it's strange. Like, how do you blindly follow this? Even if this system was meant for, if this system, which it is, was built for the most shitty person, the most shitty white person to succeed, not doing anything, it, there are still blatant realism that it also doesn't benefit you. Like, you can't get mad that you don't have a high paying job at, Oh, well, these people are coming in and taking our jobs or, oh, the reason I can't have this job is because of affirmative action. No, that shouldn't be an actual problem in the first place. Like, what are you talking about? You can't pay your bills. Isn't my fault. It's the, it's the job's fault. It's the company's fault because they're more than willing to screw you over to pay somebody who's willing to work harder than you and take less money. But you get mad at me because I'm willing to do that because I have to do what I have to do to take care of my family and shit. And you can't understand that because you don't want to understand it. Right, dude. They're, they're doing that now with uh, turning the people who were on unemployment against the uh, people oh who were forced God. to work, or yeah. the people yeah. who were forced to work, are like, well, that's bullshit that they got all that money when I was working, and it's like that's not yeah. shouldn't be mad at each other. Should Wrong be mad person. at the boss and the company that's not giving you anything, not the other people who are also yeah. suffering. Yeah, shit's crazy. Man. Yeah, I just it just it doesn't make sense. And it sucks that the only thing that does make sense in this world is that none of this shit is making any sense. Like that's the only <laughs> consistency. It's yeah. so frustrating. Dude, it's every day is just a new like what the fuck? Yeah. It really is. Like you I you try and be positive. Like I try to be positive and for the most part in life I am cuz I'm like whatever this is bullshit like we have to get through it. It's just it's just the next step and the bullshit we have to deal through, like deal with and go through because this is just kind of what happens, but then every time you're looking at something you're like fuck, history really does repeat itself cuz people aren't learning from history. Oh, no, no way. Why would you do that? <laughs> that requires thought. Well, no, because history, I forgot. Do you only learn from history when it's in fucking racist monuments in the middle of the city that you hardly ever visit? <laughs> Dude, I remember being in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and there's a big ass Christopher Columbus statue. And I was just like, man, that's so I'm from offensive. Columbus. I'm from Columbus, <laughs> Nebraska, home of the fighting discoverers. And I was just like, Man, this should not be here. I'm like, this is weird. This 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 dude actually did shit here that was not good. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck? 
let's just put a statue of terrible Christopher Columbus, not only in like America, but in every single slave trade route that they went through on all the islands where it was just like, <laughs> hey, I'm committing atrocities across all of these different continents. Dude, that's a thing that I think a big problem with white people besides most things always uh, <laughs> is a lot of people don't have never really gone anywhere seen anything that's like different than their life interacted with people that are different than them mm -hmm. and like a lot of that like i could be like fuck people who don't travel but it's also like if you a lot of people can't afford it it is very yeah. expensive not yeah. not if you fucking finesse the system like my dad does but uh, hey. like like being in puerto rico like between hurricane maria and everything that's happening now and you just see people who are making shit work even though the government has not helped them at all and people who are still having a good time and still like it's it's eye-opening because it's like man if the internet went down for an hour white people would be like losing their fucking minds oh they did yeah, like, that was, yeah they'd be yeah it'd be a conspiracy be like bill gates is finally doing it to <laughs> us <laughs> like they would blame like fucking everything but that island had no power for like months and they basically learned how to fix that grid system themselves because no one would fucking help them and yeah it's, it's like, like fuck it we'll do it ourselves then yeah man and that that's the spirit that's what we're seeing out on the streets <laughs> like fuck you we'll do it ourselves like the, the protests are still going goddamn last night fucking some asshole drove a jeep into the protesters in aurora and it's like yeah like what the yeah. fuck like this still every like we're still just the uh, craziest part of all of this to me is that like the intention behind all of that and i don't get why the the officers don't see this like the intention is to push the people to the point that someone kills an officer and then they're yeah. just going to be like, all right, now we're now we can do whatever we want. And that's like I'm watching Portland and I'm like, they're just they're actively trying to bait people into attacking them. They just want that one picture. Look, yep. they they killed an officer. Now we need to go in and crack skulls. And that's so shitty. It's so shitty. Dude, they were. I remember first within the first couple weeks of protests they were posting like the portland police twitter posted a picture and like these things were thrown at us last night and there was like an apple and a rock <laughs> and it's just like oh you have <laughs> fucking body armor on and someone threw an apple at you <laughs> like yeah. yeah and now it graduated to like pictures of cops with like cuts or bruises and like look what happened to the police and it's like you've been shooting people's fucking eyes out this whole time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's so well, i think you're absolutely right they're trying to get that one thing so then they could be like all right now every city has to have fucking fully camo dudes on every corner because but if you think about it like these tactics are nothing new to try and get people to to act the way that they want like they're trying to steer it so that way it's simply like well see they're they're violent so we have to act this way well you were in the, you were acting this way in response to peace purposely yeah. navigating people this way so that way you could justify violence yeah like they shot a bunch of tear gas into a violin vigil where people were just sitting around playing violins like oh yeah God. yeah it's yeah it's crazy like yeah i just don't get it it's like they could oh, just be like they could easily make this fix this a lot of this 
be like, fire those fucking dudes, put them in jail. That you know the guys that killed Brianna Taylor. All these, just do it. Boom. Yeah. But it's like, nope. Instead, we're gonna like shoot reporters in the face. <laughs> they could, but there's no profit in actually upholding the law. Oh yeah, they're like cops. Cops it. don't. Cops don't protect people. They just Fuck protect. No. They protect property and they protect business, like money going through the system. That's all they give a fuck about. Yep, and yeah. they recruit people for indentured servitude. That's true. So, it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Dante, you've been doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless segue. Look at that. Bro. I'm the, I, I'm the king of transitions. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I got, a, I got a new 30 that I've been doing. It's going well. So I'm like, yo. Hell I'm yeah. ready to, like, fist fight somebody. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Like, there's not a lot of shows happening where, but I, you've been doing some shows in Des Moines. How's that been going? Um, Pretty well. We got this new club that's really big, so they cut it to half capacity and, like, enforce all the same socially distanced rules and yeah. like, masks and all that. So it's been cool, but, uh, like, I, yes. man... Like it's not it's not quite the same, but it's been good to at least talk and have people laugh. Uh, it you know you can't really work on material the same way, but it it's fine. It'll it'll come once things get some semblance of normal. It'll it'll all work itself out. Yeah, I can imagine it's like tense because everyone's they want to be there, but they're also like worried about being there. Right, right. It like it's been fun actually like getting to talk about the the situation while we're in it. Yeah. Because I'm like you I learn a lot. I'm like, "Oh, that's that's interesting that when I say that cuz I, I the the stuff I was talking about earlier where I was like we try to we, we sort of give too much hero worship to essential workers. Like the first time I did that joke, people were like, no, they're brave. And then like the last <laughs> time I did it, people were like, yeah, they are going a little too hard. Like, calm it down. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is like, this is interesting. So, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I've just been trying to make the best of the whole thing. And that, it, that's been a, a slight positive. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Teehees in Des Moines. Yeah, baby. Teehees Comedy Club. Check us out. Shout That's out. Cool. That's cool that they're doing. I like seeing good things done, and then I see like dumb things being done <laughs> at the same time. Oh, man. Like, yeah. Where it's like, oh, boy. Call like, them out. Fuck it. Call them out. What's up? <laughs> so there's this goes along with what we were talking about with people being performative. I don't know if you know this, but there's some very disingenuous white comedians. I don't know if you guys are aware. I, I don't want to shock you. I don't want to, you know. <laughs> I've heard a tale of these, uh, these, these sweet babies. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, they'll post a bunch of Black Lives Matter stuff on the internet. And then the first show going on is all white people. And it's so, like, so more performative art. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's and they probably don't even realize it. They probably because they're so just wrapped up in their own 
whatever. But man, you see that shit like these. Uh, it's there's people who like I had interactions with who just you want to on the internet. They just have to be. I'm the bet. Like I am so woke. I am. I'm plugged in all these things, and it's like, man, I've like I grew up in a small town with fucking rednecks, like twenty four thousand people, small town. The most racist people I've ever met were white male comedians who pretend to be woke on the internet. Like I've heard some shit. They, I've course. heard some fucking shit about race, shit about women, all this stuff. But then, of course, those are the believe all women dudes on the internet, where it's like fuck it shut up just like comedy should be about exactly what dante's doing right now going out having fun interacting with people learning shit not about all this other bullshit and being a good person not being a piece of shit trying to overcompensate by pretending you're a good person yeah man Ugh. last last night i posted a status on facebook where i said that there have been shows where i've been booked as the only black comedian but I ended up being the only good comedian. <laughs> yes. And yes. let me tell you, not a lot of likes from the white male comedian perspective, but the yeah. black comedians I know are in the inbox. They are sharing it. They're talk they're commenting on it. Like the conversations I've had just since last night of guys being like Hey, look at this! Look at this poster, and tell me what you think happened. And I like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I bet you had to go up before these two people, and all of a sudden the the room died when you left, and now they say shitty things about you behind your back when you're out of town. Yep. And they're like, oh, how yep. did you know? And I'm like, oh, because maybe I've I've lived that numerous times where, yeah. dude, like there's... someone. Someone won't book me now, and it, it, like, <laughs> oh man, I I won't get into too much detail, but yeah, there are people who have like gone above and beyond to try to be woke, and then when they have black performers that want black openers, they have lied about reaching out to me. Yeah. To to see if I do the show and then like been like, oh well I yeah, I meant to reach out but I saw he had put up a flyer that he had a show on that night, so I didn't want to bother him. It's like, no you didn't. I that's not true. Like don't Yeah, dude. Don't do that. But like that's the that's the reality we're in is one where it's like I don't I'm not saying like all shows need to be just black people. What I am saying is that, like, if there's only one of us and we're like the the shining highlight of the evening, you probably could have done without like you could you could have added a little more of that. Uh, and, and in my opinion, especially like if you book me and you also book any black woman, the show is going to be incredible first of all because like black women are the most responsible performers uh but like on top of them being the most responsible performers like they read rooms better than anyone and i know that's like we're not supposed to stereotype people but it's just true Mm -hmm. like i don't 
if you guys have ever seen someone like Miss Pat or like some more or like uh, a seasoned, like even the, the, my people like Janelle James or Holly Lene, like when you watch them, they don't like in the way that sometimes uh, male comics, we get too egocentric and we're like, I had fun watching the room go to shit. Like, no, you didn't. Yeah. It sucked when you started to bomb and then you couldn't get it together. Black women yeah. don't do that. They're like, uh oh, it feels like this is maybe not going the way I thought it would. And because they're not as ego driven, they, they change up. They're like, oh, that, that may not have worked, but this will. And then they get it under control. We tend to like dig our heels in and go, no, it's you, not me. Let's fucking do this. And yeah. so like I, like I'm all, anytime I get the opportunity to, you know, make a decision in how something is booked, I'm always like, what if, and hear me out, what if we had a black woman in here somewhere because I, I can go, I don't even smoke cigarettes, but I can go have a smoke break then. I can have 10 to 20 minutes where I'm not worried the show is going to go to shit and I'm going to come back in and there's going to be a fight on stage or some shit. So, yeah. Like, Dude, it, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate that it sounds the way it does sometimes, but it's true. Like, it just, it's just a true thing. And like, you know, again, it's not, that's not a slight against white women. It's not, uh, or any of that. It's just a, a thing that I've noticed and that tends to keep serving me as true the more I watch for the thing. Yeah, that's a thing I noticed with Denver. <laughs> say it, say it. Was, uh, so Xander and I, we were running a show for a couple months. It was a, we had a nice little run. It was fun. Yeah. But there were, it's, it's bizarre to me. Like you'll see the same fucking eight people on every show because those are like the people who decided that they were the seniors in the city, in the scene. They're the mm -hmm. scene seniors. They're cool. They're too scared to move to LA. So they're here. Uh, and there were extremely good black comics that were never on any of those shows and Arguably like, better than all of them. Oh God. Like, and like, <laughs> like so much better. Like if you compare our shows where we had like, I won't even though, but yeah, it's clearly, these are people who are very good at comedy who are excluded. And like, I've, I heard so many times the urban comedy thing thrown around by people mm -hmm. who are posting black lives matter shit. And it's like, you're like literally segregating comedy within your community, but then you'll be like, Oh man, like I'm just so like, Oh geez. Like, Oh, yeah. I wish I could go protest. Like I can't. And then like six months ago, we're canceling, <laughs> we're canceling black comics. And it's like, yeah. fucking like get off the fucking internet and quit comedy. Like, <laughs> and just let grow these, in life. <laughs> yeah. Let, let the urban comics crush and be awesome. Like just fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I, yeah, man. I've, I've seen it. Like now that I've been, because I've run a black show here in Des Moines with some black comics here, and there's a uh, like 
there's this thing where I like I can see some of this stuff coming from a mile away. And I sometimes I like to just like nip it in the bud and like end it before it gets there. Sometimes I like to like let it play out and then call it out so that it's less likely to occur again. So there's a uh, one of my friends, Bernard Bell. He's a great comic. Uh, he's like a, a traditional Chicago urban comic. So he's he's got a unique style that isn't what would be considered like alt appropriate for Des Moines. However, like he uh he's he's just great. He he understands how energy works. He's just an absolute crusher. So yeah. he does he does this uh he does a bit about how his son tricked him into signing up for GoPuff and he doesn't he doesn't like it. He says he's gonna snack the shit out of his son. He's like, man, I'll, he's like, give me my shit back, I'm gonna snack the shit out of you. And if it's if it's a white comic, that sort of thing is seen as like witty wordplay. But a white comic who books stuff mentioned it like, yeah, you know, I wanna I wanna book Bernard, but it's just strange because, like, I, you know, you can't have a comic up there saying he'd like hit his hit his kid or like hit because that's the he, when he ends uh, his set. Sometimes he closes with a joke where he talks about uh about how uh you can tell how much a woman loves you by how hot the towel is when she finishes <laughs> having sex with you. And he's like, he's like, man, I had I had one woman. She came in. It sounded like a plate of fajitas. <laughs> and, uh, and then he goes, "Don't touch me with that! I'll snatch the shit out of you." And <laughs> instead of instead of hearing that as like the great wordplay that it is, this white Booker is hearing it as violence. And I'm like, "No, no, no! You know absolutely that he's not saying he wants to hit women and children. You know that, and you know if it had been a white comic, you would have understood that yeah. easily." But yeah. because it's Bernard, you're like, you're attaching the violence to it, and that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Like I said, this is one of those bookers that's all about, like, oh, I'm black BLM and this, that, and the other, and I want to be woke. And I'm like, that, that, that's a you thing, not a him thing. He just wrote yeah. a great joke and delivered a great bit, and you just made it something like, I don't know if you just don't want to book him or if you, if you don't like him or whatever, but if you're gonna, if you're gonna talk shit about him to me, especially know that I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet you where you are and I'm gonna shut it down. And so yeah. like, it, it's just, that's something that I noticed even, even with me, like there are people who have been like behind the scenes, like, well, you know, Dante can be a little aggressive on stage and what? Yeah, man. Like, oh my god. Okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Fuck out of here. Listen, I'm not kidding. That's a thing that was that was said about me. Was that I like I'm a, a little too aggressive sometimes, and that you know I make white people uncomfortable. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yo, I'm sorry, but apparently, apparently, the only black thing that doesn't make white people uncomfortable is fucking space. Apparently, that's the only thing. <laughs> Dude, it's. And the thing is, I know for a fact, without ever seeing 
Bernard do that bit live that it crushes with audiences. Oh, I, bet, I mean, I bet it brings the fucking house down too. It's incredible. I mean, like it, it like I've had to follow him when he did it, and I'm like, yo, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I late, like lately I've been I've been like working on energy and stuff like that, and trying to come in with a more like chill vibe to start. But when I see him do that joke, I'm like, well, I got to meet them a little bit closer to where they are. So I have to go up and, and get the energy right back. And it's like, it, it, I mean, it's, it's an absolute gut punch of a closer. I mean, yeah. he like acts it out. He does the little, you know how they bring out the fajitas when they walk them out <laughs> and he has like, like the hand up over the shoulder. It's like an incredible, I mean, it's, it's perfect, man. And he's got like, he sets it up perfectly. It's just a super great bit that for whatever reason, this dude decided to try to weaponize against them. And I'm like, well, you're not going to yeah. do that. Like, that's not, that's and not okay. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, just because I've seen this, I've interacted with people like this and I can like, from being a white dude, who's pretty mediocre, I can kind of see the, the thought process, but it's uh that that person probably doesn't have a big closer that brings the house down like jealousy. And, yeah. And it's this <sighs> trying to, and cause man, like it's this very bizarre, like jealousy and also just trying to like every comedian wants to be the most famous comedian and they think that they're the funniest. Like you have this thing in your head and there's people that don't have empathy or like any sense of self. So they believe that a hundred percent, but, uh, but, uh, it's like, I had a co-producer once who didn't like a black comedian because he was like, Oh, he's just like, he posts too much shit online. Like he's weird. <laughs> online. And so, so I looked and it's like, Oh, he's just confident and promotes his shit. Like that's it. He doesn't fake being humble and fake like this whole like, oh, yeah, man, like there's just white dudes have figured out how to finesse like this, like woke era where they can like, oh, well, like I do these things so I can't be racist or I do this so I can't be like, I'm a good dude. And it's like, no, you're just kind of manipulating shit. And you really yeah. wouldn't if you were just booking shows and having fun, this that closer would have never been an issue for you they would be like yeah. fuck right. the audience loves that the number one concern is that the audience loves it and they have a good time and they want to come back and spend more money that's all this is about it's not about no. like well you said c was b but we all believe that c should be a like that kind of fucking thought process where it's like no nah, man comedy's fun and silly <laughs> the crazy thing to me is that like i like i always I have no issue checking myself. Like I'm just that guy. I have to, I have to always be on top of what I'm saying to people. So I, after I like kind of went off on the guy, I was like, let me verify this though while I'm out here playing. So, uh, I talked to this one lady who has seen the joke. And I go, Hey, you don't ever feel like threatened by that. You don't feel like he's like making light of domestic abuse or anything, right? And she's like, when he says snack the shit out of someone, like, I think he means buy him more snacks. And I'm like, 
Right. But you don't think there's like, you don't think he's saying he's going to actually hit someone, right? She's like, well, yeah. no, it's a, it's a comedy show. Like, I know how jokes work. And I'm like, all right, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. And then I checked with some other people and they're like, what? No. Like, why would anyone think that? Like, don't one, a black woman actually told me like, stop trying to be so woke. <laughs> And yeah. I was like, I was like, I, I'm with you. Like, I just wanted to make sure. But like that, like the way you described your co-producer being like, oh, this person posts too much online. Like, that's sort of the thing I get. Like, people are like, people want me to be more humble than I am. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm managing it very well because I just, treat it as reality like i'm not i'm not doing i'm not doing or saying anything to like humble brag i'm not i'm not that guy but i'm also like i like i think i may have told you guys this last time like i didn't expect any of this so i'm going yeah. to enjoy it like i this wasn't this wasn't what it was supposed to be for me i was supposed to just go out and be a truck driver and you know have two or three kids and then retire at 63 or you know whatever but i didn't i got a chance to live out a dream and now people are like upset that i'm proud that my album went number one or they're upset that i'm proud that i got into festivals that i like set as a goal to get into and then got into like they they get upset by these things as opposed to uh, like either ignoring it, first of all, which is always an option. Always or, an option. Yeah, just mind your fucking business. Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> or, or the other thing would be to just like what, what they really want to do is they want to talk to me about it so that they can then achieve it. And instead yeah. of just come, because I've never turned anyone away who's come to me like, Yo, how did X, Y, Z work? Now, there are people who have come to me and been like, wait a minute, how did you get X, Y, Z? And in those moments, I'm like, well, don't come to me like that. But there are genuine people who are like, okay, I want to get into festivals. Do you have any advice for me? And I've sat with them for hours to help them, you know, figure out what tape works good, figure out how to yeah. do this, how to do that. And those people are continually successful i see it and the people who want to like shit on things are perpetually struggling and it's not i don't think it's a coincidence i think that's how this all goes yeah man, man. It's, it's 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 not at all because there's people who treat comedy almost like it's a job like because mm -hmm. it, it's a career they want to have they want to make money off this they want to achieve things so, you know, they clock in, clock out, they take it very seriously and they work hard. And then there's people who are in comedy that like, I feel like if this was 15 years ago, they would just be in shitty bands who just, they need something and they're attracted to talking shit on the internet. So they're like, well, I'm a comedian now. I'm going to change my job on Facebook to comedian. And all they do is talk shit. All they do is it's just negativity. It's just fucking... Like, oh, this person's only getting this because of this and like this and that without ever having any sense of like how the business works. 
and how interacting with human beings works. <laughs> like those two that, things. Yeah, that, that's the kicker is that like, I, I don't get how people don't understand like basic respect. You, you're not going to talk to me a certain, oh, this is, can, I know, I don't know how long you guys want this thing to be, but I have, we some, keep it I, have forever. A, I have an amazing thing to tell you guys about. Okay. So I have a, uh, one of my classmates from middle school, uh, my middle school was comprised of two towns that kind of were separated by this even smaller town. So my town of a thousand people, the town, uh, my mom grew up in Spearsville of like 700 people. And then the town Lily of like 200 people. Lily was the middle school. Spearsville had an elementary and a high school. And then Bernice, my hometown had an elementary and a high school. So the middle school was in Lily. You bust from Bernice to Lily and you bust from Spearsville to Lily. This kid I went to middle school with, he's from Spearsville. I hadn't seen this guy since, I kid you not, probably my freshman year of high school. We may have played baseball against each other. Uh, that said, we're Facebook friends because you guys know how Facebook is. It's always like, you know, get to know everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I posted, there was a, uh, there was a big thing in the news going around about how the NFL is going to play the Negro National Anthem before uh, before their games. And because I know that song, I made a joke where I was like, oh, I, I don't even think any black artists know all the words <laughs> to that song. <laughs> and so, like, I posted it as a funny thing. And a bunch of my friends commented like, oh, you silly, this, that, and the other. But my old classmate came in and he's like, uh, dude, I went to the same school as you and you always bring up race and like you, oh God, like this, that, and the other. And she, uh, I'm trying to, let me see. Okay. So he says, uh, so yeah, I go name one artist who knows all the lyrics. And he goes, you name someone Dante. Bro, you went to Lily Middle School right along with me. I'm proud you can look at a color scheme to go to the extreme to pronounce your black watchmaker. LMAO. Hey, I ate white bread with my dark meat chicken leg. Ha ha ha, ridiculous. Don't prod our youth with petty comments. I can remember you as a nerd. No color, just a feminine, bad built nerd. Stop the bully bullshit, I guess. And what? so Holy I'm so. Shit. Oh my God, sir! First of all, you need help because if you're getting all of that as a response to a simple joke like that, you've got problems. Yeah. So, so listen, this is the thing. When I was in when I was in middle school, I was like a scrawny kid. Uh, that was like mm -hmm. fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade. I started to fill out a little bit. Seventh, eighth grade, I was I was pretty I was pretty solid. He didn't want those problems. That's no, no, no. That's just what it was. That said, um. Like, I never, I, I don't remember this guy much. Like, so I don't, like him, there was nothing, like, there was nothing there that I think would cause an issue. Now, here's the other thing. As a comedian, I don't mind when people make jokes at my expense. I don't mind when people roast me. But that was blatant disrespect. Yeah. 
Like he yeah. obviously yeah. was looking for a response. So I gave it to him. I started going in with him a little bit, this, that, and the other. Now, I still have two younger brothers who live in Louisiana, right near that area. And my youngest brother is, uh, he's 21 and he is not with the bullshit. He, <laughs> he is, uh, very prone. He is apt to pull up, as the youth say. Oh, so, so he's an on-site type of dude. He's an on-site type of dude. Ah, uh, yeah. He's, he's not with the games. So my, <laughs> my brother sees this and goes, would it be, would it be more acceptable if I pulled up in Spearsville? Uh, <laughs> so, so, so like me, me and my buddy Mark, we're uh, we're going back. Mark is the guy from middle school. We're going back and forth. We're talking shit. He's going, oh, I thought you had thicker skin, and I'm like, nope. This isn't about how thick my skin is. This is about you being disrespectful and me stopping it because you're not gonna talk to me like that. I don't mm-hmm. mind if you roast me, but you're not going to be blatantly disrespectful to my manhood. So. Uh, at one point, I'm just like, all right, obviously Mark has some problems because he's not very coherent in what he types. He's not, yeah, like he, he seems to not get that he's fucking up. And I just like, I, I go, all right, something is, something's not going on right here. So I have a, uh, let's just say I have someone in my life who not, it's hard to say some of this stuff. I have someone in my life who knows that Mark is a meth head because they are connected oh, to no. where Mark gets his meth from. Oh, okay. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. so this person immediately reaches out to me and they're like, hey, bro, check this out. I just want to let you know that like Mark is, this is what he does. And I'm sorry I'm putting Mark on blast. But fuck it. Um, I feel like he, he deserves it. <laughs> but he starts telling me this stuff. And then he sends me, he sends me like three words I'll never forget. He just says, Google Mark West. And I go, okay. So I Google him. There are a couple of arrests. The first arrest, him, he talked two minors into going into a barn with him and stealing two anvils and some like supplies. And then, <laughs> that's a meth move right there. That's a, that's a very meth move. It, it is. And then yeah. and then there was another one where he got like drug possession. So like, I'm not trying to make fun of him for like being on drugs. I know people struggle with drugs. I hope he can like tame whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But at at this point I'm in a I'm in a group text with my brothers. And my brother, so so my youngest brother is the one that's like, I'm about to pull up. My middle brother is a little more, uh, he's more cerebral. He's like, I'm going to pull up at the point that there are no more questions. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I pull up, we're done with the talking. When I pull up, it's time to rat-a-tat-tat and go home. Mm-hmm. So middle brother, you know, cool killer. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> And he goes, well, he was still in Anvils? Like, is he Wiley e. Coyote? He like, what's going on? <laughs> so, he's a Looney Tune character? Come on, man. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we're, we're like, we're kind of in the, in, we're talking about all that. And then Mark messages me and he's like, he's kind of like, okay, I kind of see where you're coming from. 
But like, let me, he, at one point he goes, let me just flat out ask you, do you hate white people? And I was like, nah, man, I, I live in Iowa. I'd kill myself if I hated white people. Like, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't survive here if that was the case. And he's, it, then he goes, well, I just, I don't know, man. I thought you had a thicker skin. And uh, if you got a problem with what I said, then fuck it. And I'm like, all right, man, you know, it, it is what it is. I guess that's how this goes. And so I, like, I kind of let, I let the shit, like, I, I stepped away from it. I was like, all right, he obviously has an issue with me that isn't going to be resolved because I'm not going to bow to him and because he has an issue with me that he's, like, upset about. And I, I figured that out because at one point he, like, made the comment that he's like, you do know I was MVP of the baseball team in <laughs> senior year or some shit like that. And I'm like, okay. yeah, he's like, he's got, he's got other stuff that he's got to work on. Yeah. But it, uh, like through all of that, I was just like, all right, I'm gonna let it go. We'll move on this, that, and the other. And then finally, one of our other classmates from Lily, uh, who is also from Spearsville, so she knows Mark a little better than I do. But she hit me up and she's like, you know, he struggled a lot. It's probably hard for him to be on Facebook and see you doing well. And then he reads something like that and he thinks that like you don't like white people when he, you know, we all look at you as like one of us. We don't look at you as like a black dude who made it from where we're from. We just look at you as somebody who made it from Lily Middle School. And so when you like say stuff that's racially motivated, he isn't equipped with the same tools as you to be like, that's not about me like that or whatever. And so I remember just kind of being like, you know, I get what you're saying, but also that's not an excuse for his behavior. Exactly. Yeah. And so like she because I, I appreciated what she was doing, and she was like, "You know what, Dante? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right." And so she goes, "I, you know, I'm not telling you you have to forgive him or that you should forgive him. I just wanted you to know that." Like, she's like, "I know you better than Mark does because we kept in contact. I know you're a good dude. I know that like he was out of line to be disrespectful to you in that way, but I also know that you know." you being a good dude and accomplishing what you've accomplished from where we're from, you know, you're, you have the empathy to like be, be decent towards Mark. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I, but I felt like I was being decent, but I felt like at every turn, my decency was met with another swipe at me or another attack. And like, I think we, so I talked to her for like 30 minutes and everything she said, I was like, okay, I'm considering what you're saying. I'm listening to it, but I just want you to know I feel this way because of this. And then before I knew it, she had come around and she was like, yeah, like this is fucked up. She's like, I should have started with Mark. I should have gone to him to make sure he knew how fucked up it was. I should have just explained to him, like Dante obviously isn't talking specifically about you or even necessarily the white people here when he says this stuff he's talking about the larger issue at hand and i was like precisely like start there mm -hmm. and yeah so i like 
I sort like I just distanced myself from Mark. I didn't I didn't leave myself open to like apology, whatever this, that, and the other. But I did get a message not long after from the other friend who was like, "Thank you so much for like even breaking it down to me because you know I have my blind spots and this, that, and the other." But it was just interesting to me because, like, rather than let it. Rather than let it be a thing of like, there there are some good people on both sides. Like people try to do sometimes, like yeah. just having her come to the conclusion that like, no no no, like he's not allowed to be jealous of Dante's success and then attack him for it and then and then play victim and be like, oh he thinks he's better than me, like because mm-hmm. that that has never been the case. I've never treated. Anybody from, like, I want all of us to win. But, like, I want to, but we still have to have some, like, decency towards each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that empathy. And so that, yeah. And so that's, like, that's been a thing that's been, like, blatantly obvious and clear to me lately of, like, when people talk about what I'm willing to say and do, like, a- around how, like, humility works and how you should be humble versus what you like should and shouldn't say about yourself like you he doesn't get to he doesn't get to tell me that or like dictate how i feel about any of it quite honestly because he's not hell yeah like he hasn't done anything to earn that other than go to middle school which yeah uh, congratulations we were born in the same like what yeah (laughs) like what do you want Dude. Who even knows, man? He- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dude, man. there's there's like, I love that story because it's got a lot of things that I think are important. One, w- don't follow people who you don't like. Yeah, or who or who upset you. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody forcing you to. Yeah, if you're not gonna do the work to ask yourself why does this upset me. Maybe there's something going on inside. Maybe I should talk to a therapist. Maybe I should be a better person. If you're not willing to do that, just fucking unfollow. Like mm-hmm. I, people who unfollow, like they treat the internet like a weird mass. Like, like ugh, I'm gonna just, ugh, I want to see what people I fucking don't like are up to. It's like, what is going on? Like, why is your life that boring? Like, there's so many cool people and like cool shit to do that your whole point like i have friends who follow people they fucking hate and i'm like why are you doing this to yourself you're just gonna get mad when you go on the internet like that's not there's nothing healthy there's nothing positive if i think somebody sucks i'm i don't fucking interact i don't deal like i'm not waiting for them to make a mistake on the internet so i could be like haha like fuck you that one and second thing is the thing xander has brought or brian sorry xander's you can say xander it's fine i don't care Xander is hibernating. He will be unleashed soon. (laughs) You've said this so many times. People on the internet need to understand that they can get punched in the face. Yeah, 100%. You can, I fully endorse, if you go able to talk shit online, you should be able to get punched in the face like you talking shit in real life because you would not say that. You would not say that if you didn't have the comfort of anonymity anonymous whatever if you couldn't hide behind being anonymous anonymity, <laughs> yeah if you could oh, you know that you wouldn't be saying that you know what hold on i'm I, I think i should have it pulled up i'm going to 
So I told you guys what Mark said. I'm going to read you my comment real quick. So he said all he said. Then I go, uh, man, if you don't shut your goofy ass up, I'm still a bad <laughs> nerd. The thing you must not understand is that back then and still today, I got hands and I've always been willing to use them. No hoe in me, bro. Yes. I'm a professional yeah. comedian and made it for myself from little, little middle school. Everyone who had something to say seemed to understand that this was a joke about how long this song was. And I didn't pronounce my watchmaker was black. They did. I just repeated it. Maybe if you got the fuck out of Union Parish, you'd understand these things uh, that are important to people. You can also delete me if you need to. Just watch how you talk to me. You're welcome to be here, but playing that disrespect shit won't fly. So I yeah. said that. Yes. And then immediately after, the immediate next comment is my youngest brother. He tags Mark and he goes, Mark, guarantee that disrespect shit ain't the move. And I can be in spirits with any time of the day if you want to stand on any of that bullshit you just typed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're, you're right. Like when you, yeah, you, you gotta, and he, Mark came back. He's like, fuck it. I can travel too. And this, that, and the other, but it's like, Mark, you don't yeah. want those problems. Meth, meth again, yeah. make you that strong, sir. You better chill. <laughs> Listen, man, I was going to drop an anvil on him from, <laughs> I was going to, I was going to get an Acme rubber band. And, uh, You're not the road run, motherfucker. You can't move that goddamn fast. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, man. Just, Dude, I, like that shit. Like it drives me insane. It's like when I went through some shit, whatever, a bunch of online bullshit. I chose it was like an online popularity contest that I wanted no fucking part of. So I was just like, fuck it. Fuck everybody. Peace. And a friend of mine got involved with it was like, I'll fucking punch him in the face. And then a bunch of people were like, Hey, that doesn't that that doesn't look good. And I'm like, fucking Will's from the punk rock world where if someone <laughs> yeah. says someone says shit, someone's an asshole, you fucking work it out you don't keep it simmering for years and talking shit online you fucking yeah, yeah. if you got a problem if it's that severe we can deal with it right now yeah <laughs> just come like, like if you have a problem with me just come to my house and punch me and then it can be over yeah. like, fucking, like, <laughs> I, can't, I won't say i'm not gonna punch you back but just if that's the level yeah. you want to take it to that's where we can take it to like Man. white dudes have so much energy this this is the thing the that i stuff. love so I, I know I brought up Bernard earlier. The thing I love about him is that he's built the same way I am, where he's like, listen, like, I don't want to play those silly, like, rah-rah games. Mm -hmm. like, that's why That's why when you guys, I, I'm, like, every time you guys have ever been around me, I've been the happiest person in the world. Like, I'm just, like, people always yeah. tell me, man, you're so fun to be around. Because I don't expend the energy that I expend on like Mark, I don't expend that when I'm not in a place where it's like, I'm from a place where it's necessary to be on guard at all times. So mm -hmm. when I can let my yeah. guard down, I let my guard, down. I have fun. I get into things, but like Bernard is kind of the same way. I remember, Oh, Ian, you'll love this. So I went, <laughs> to, I had to do a show in Kearney, Nebraska. And, um, Bernard went with me and like halfway oh. through, oh boy, like we're, we're like, we're between Omaha and Kearney in like middle of nowhere in Nebraska. And he goes, Oh shoot. Like I got to check, I got to check the reciprocity law, which like for concealed carry. And I was like, Oh, you carry it? 
And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, we're good in Nebraska. He goes, how you know? I go, I carry as well. Like, we're going, I don't know. Like, I, I know Carney <laughs> is cool, but I don't, like, I don't know, no. He's yeah. like, wait, you, you can still carry. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. And so there you go. <laughs> he, he's kind of like, wait a minute. And it was like his stepbrothers when they're like, did we just become best friends? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, so like, for real, for real? And I go, buddy, I got like, I got on my person in the console between us and in the trunk, we're covered. And so he looks in the, he looks in the back seat and he goes, Oh, you mean in the back seat? And I go, Oh shit. So I like, I had my AR in the back seat that I had completely forgotten about, but I also <laughs> had, <laughs> I also had one in the trunk and he's like, man, does it ever bother you that people like seem to think that you're not willing to like sit them down? It, in in this sort of way and i'm like it, it used to but not as much anymore because it's like like nothing anyone does in comedy is ever going to threaten me to the point that i need to like respond to them with a gun but yeah. it, i mean even even in the event there was like a crazy someone comes to a club to shoot it up or whatever like i'm fine in that like i feel i don't feel threatened by that enough to threaten to put other people in a compromised position. Uh, so it's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I had to establish a line early on in comedy where I was like, okay, unless someone can push me to this point, I don't, I don't need to give them any of that energy. I need to just laugh in their stupid fucking yeah. face. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing. Yeah. And it's been, it's been incredible. It's made, made comedy so much more bearable when I can be like, yeah, you talk a lot of tough guy shit, but you're not a tough guy. You're mm-hmm. you're a tough guy on the internet. Yeah, yeah, dude. No, I've I've reached that point in life. Like I I came to that conclusion a few years ago. Just in life in general, whatever surroundings I'm in, you can talk all the shit you want. You can say all the shit you want. You can call me whatever you want. You can have a dick measuring contest as long as you want. As long as you don't get in my face or to put your hands on me or anybody I'm with. You can do whatever you want. I really don't care. Your opinion of me does not matter. But if you want to take it to that place, <laughs> I'm there. I can get there in an instant like that. So, yeah, Hell, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, oh, Dante, here's something. Here's a story you might find interesting. Uh, so we did an episode with you. Oh man, when was that? That was less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. But it, it was great. We had a good time. We talked. That episode, we got our first troll. Really? Our first and, and only. Yeah. At first and only the troll. Only and, and I was like, well, I know why. It's because we are people who are associated with comedy talking about comedy. So, of course, that attracts fucking losers on the internet. Like, stink on shit. They love it. <laughs> but this person created a fake account. Of course, because why, like, my whole thing is, like, if you have a problem with me, you can easily message me. I will read it. I may or may not respond, because most of the time, somebody will talk a bunch of shit, and then they send me an apology three months later, and I'm like, fuck you. You don't get any. <laughs> like, what do I say? I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you one hell yeah. That's all you get at the very most. But 
They created a fake fake account that was the I think the character's name for the Joker in the Joker movie, which is even funnier. It's like, oh Jesus. What? They Arthur, created, it was yeah, Arthur yeah. Fleck or something. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, uh, get the like whatever. And I hope they listen to this one too, because they can they're a hero, in my opinion. But yeah. uh they said I challenge Ian to tell a story that's true. He like something it was basically saying that everything I say is a lie. And they're challenging me to tell a true story. And I was like, damn, they're right. Everything, like everything, everything I've ever said. <laughs> like, but, uh, what? It was, what? yeah. And it's like, through our interactions, like we all know people that suck. We all know these people. We like, it's, I just don't understand if you don't like me, like why, like just fuck off. Like I don't fucking I don't keep tabs on anybody who I I I have enough trouble keeping tabs on the people I love and the people I like a lot. Word that it's that that it's like I'm gonna add that too. Like I'm gonna add that to my day, and it's like if like I don't even keep of ha- track of the exes that I don't hate, but I have random weird <laughs> intimate dreams about. I don't even keep hey. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> he's he's getting those swampy Florida sex dreams. Watch out, but uh. <laughs> fucking and it it ties into your story about the guy from middle school where it's like he's projecting his fucking insecurities and how he feels about how his life is going onto you and it's like that was so there were dudes who like carried a grudge for five years because i didn't book him on something once where it's just like i wish something would go good in your life so you would just move the fuck on (laughs) <laughs> like like what like fuck off like how are you not having any fun or doing anything that you, this is still a thing that you're like oh fuck like oh i'm so pissed i gotta get online <laughs> like, <laughs> and maybe they should grow to be not shitty people oh well, that's too hard because that involves acknowledging you're a shitty person yeah, and all dudes and all white dudes think they're just the best cleanest sweetest boy that reminds me of one time this troll uh this troll on Facebook was talking to me and uh he was like cuz I I called him out he said something about being Christian I called him out about it and he was like well if you mean that well, wouldn't you just pray for me and I was like yes I'm going to pray for you to die and <laughs> <laughs> and uh he was like that's not funny. And I was like, no, but that's still me praying for you, isn't it? And I just yeah. completely, I derailed the conversation into like, is it or is it not praying for you if I pray for you to die? He's it like, that, that's not, no. He's like, the Lord would never, and I was like, nope, but it is me praying for you, right? And then he's like, <laughs> well, no. And I'm like, but you said he answers all prayers and I'm praying <laughs> that God will kill you. And he's like, He's like, this isn't funny. <laughs> so I was just like, what? like, at what point in like miserable existence did I get to? First of all, like, I have to be real with myself and go, yeah, I'm I'm part of the problem here. But like, to earn that, to like be shitty enough to, because I think this was about was like, oh, uh, God will see to these Black Lives Matter protesters and their racism. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go there. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, man, that's another, that's like another two-hour conversation right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
Oh my god! Because <laughs> well, then I'm gonna get on Terry Crews and then I'm gonna get mad. I just Uh-oh. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh oh. Yeah, it's disappointing. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the I don't have the the mental strength to dig into Terry. Out yeah. I think the on like the lesson anyone should ever learn is just like it's positive and negative energy if you go on and you're just in this negative energy like i'm gonna tell this person this and i'm gonna it's like what the fuck weird life do you have where it's like you're just pissed off on the internet all day like is that your contribution to like life like you're gonna live for 80 years and you're gonna spend 40 of it being an asshole on the internet like what the fuck like (laughs) it's such a weird like i just like like i miss comedy like crazy i don't miss I miss, oh, I miss Dante, I miss Adam, I miss certain people. But for the most part, I don't miss comedians at all. I don't, I yeah. do, give or take. I've always been that way. I'm not coming to your fucking birthday parties or your weird kickball games at the park because you're a bunch of fucking high school whatever bullshit. But I miss, <laughs> I miss the audience because that's what it was all about. People had a great time. Like comedians could say I sucked at comedy, I was whatever, I was whatever, but Every fucking audience always had a great time. So who gives a shit? Like that's yeah, what it's all inter- about. People were calling you the three eleven dude, man. Come on, dude. That, that was tight. I'm still, the, <laughs> I'm still the three. I'm still the three eleven dude till I die, sir. <laughs> but yeah, man. yeah it's, life's life should be about just having fun, doing cool things, making cool things with your friends, and that's it. Like why? Why do we have to get I and I get it a lot of people miss high school, they miss drama, they miss being competitive and being top dog and all this bullshit, but it's like fuck it. I'm going to move back to Omaha, me and Dante are going to do cool shit. Crom's going to appear again and be a fun cool thing like talk whatever shit you want. It's about having fun. Yeah. Xander's going to yeah, body man. slam a man. I mean, hey, if you have wrestling <laughs> Hey man, I've always wanted to do a stand-up set and then do a wrestling, like a wrestling match. So I mean, I'll I'll start <laughs> dusting off my joke book and get ready. I like I tell you, I'm getting better down here at wrestling. You might be seeing some stuff here soon. So hey, I'll let you know. <laughs> I just imagine like this brutal fight, and then you win, and then you grab the mic and you go. So dating's weird, right? Yeah. Like, oh, oh man. So I was going out with a date the other night, and uh, oh, dating in this COVID era sure is tricky. Oh you my know, God. it's you know hard to go always, down on a lady when you're in a mask. The, the, thing <laughs> the thing that always tripped me out about being friends with you, Ian, is that like anytime anyone ever had anything negative to say about you to me, I'd always go into it and be like, "All right, well, tell me what it is. Like, just be straight with me. I, I've had friends before. I've had to have hard conversations with." Lay it out. Let's hear it. And it's always like, he made me feel weird about myself. And I'm like, you mean, <laughs> you mean like literally everything else you post about on Facebook? So he's no different than the vending machine that didn't give you a cupcake. And now you think is, is necessary for you to write a see more post about? Is that what, like, that's yeah. what this is. You, like yeah, that's man. what this is about, right? And I go because I recognize, like I, I, I can recognize the difference between like a friend where like everyone has something shitty to say about them because they're like being shitty people, 
and a friend who yeah. everyone has something to say, something shitty to say about them because they booked the festival and they didn't get into it. Yeah. And it's like, it's like people don't even try to hide that. They're just like, I, I mean, I, I give them the floor and I go, no, 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 be as, be as graphic as you need to tell me everything. And they go, well, he hurt my feelings a little bit. And that person was a white man. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, I feel like that's in any world, in any anything, it's all about we must protect white men's feelings at all costs. They must feel special. They must feel good. They must all dress the same and look the same and do the same fucking... I had to watch 500 goddamn stand-up videos for Krom. Every white guy was exactly the same. But and I'm here special. to say, nah, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> no, 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 but, no, no. But no. they're special and they deserve the world for being so fucking mediocre. <laughs> but hell yeah, that was positive. <laughs> I'm keeping it positive. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, but yeah, man, we've talked about a lot. We've almost gone. I want to push it to two hours, but... I haven't talked this much in a long time. I'm about to have to go. I'm going to the Iowa State Fairgrounds to eat fair food. Hell yeah. There it is. No fair this year, but they they still... They got the food out. Yeah, so... So let's... We'll end it on something positive. Dante, what's something in these trying times that has brought you joy? Something that you're stoked on? Something that you're excited about? Man, I have got to tell you... I have started buying underwear from Duluth Trading Company, and man, these things are incredible. Okay, Hell so it's yeah. not just hype. Okay. It, I mean, they're, they're called Buck Naked, and it feels yep. like you're not wearing anything. It is unreal. Like, I thought, I thought, wait, how can it feel like you're not wearing underwear? And I didn't, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. And then I bought some, and now I'm like, oh, okay. Feels like I'm not wearing nice. anything. This is this is unreal. So I've I've literally upgraded my underwear situation. I, that's all I wear now, and they're they're kind of expensive, but it's been worth it for me to like slowly and gradually work my way towards you know filling out my my underwear drawer with just these because they're yeah. that good. Dude, that's some there good go. personal growth. I like Treat that. Yeah, so no. you're like, yeah, where it's like. The ultimate comfort, you know, you'll throw down some extra money for that. You're an adult. You're you're ready. (laughs) Brian Zander. (laughs) I'm too. Yes. I'll just call you Blacksican Thunder. There Uh, we go. I like it. Anything good going on? Anything you're stoked on besides truly hard lemonades? Uh, No, everything in Florida is pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, no, just, you know, some small stuff here and there to keep me occupied. Other than that, really just trying to, uh, stay. I mean, I'm closer to a six pack than I've ever been. So if I can at least knock that down, that'd be pretty dope. Yeah, there he is. That's, that's really all I got going on. Hell yeah. Depression is awesome. <laughs> yep, dude, it's a, it's a hell of a thing. I've been, I've started using an app to track my food. Just because oh. it's it's kind of like a video game, but it's a depressing video game because it's like you realize you eat a lot of garbage and you're not doing <laughs> it right. But 
but it's been fun. I've lost three pounds just off of, you know, trying to feel better, be better, do better, all that stuff. I'm, I will never have a six pack, but it's all right. They're overrated. I'm just trying to get all my fuck muscles back to a hundred percent. I'm just yeah. trying to get to there. I just want a six pack so when this pandemic is over, I can find me a sugar mama somewhere here in Orlando, Florida. That's it. That's all I want. That's yeah, get one of those NBA players' wives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, girl, you, he's I'm, gone. He's gone most of the season. I'm here. I'm telling you, Xander. All you need is an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt, a nice gold chain. Doesn't have to be expensive. Just flashy. Just walk around the beach looking for old white women, and you will clean house. Yeah, it's got to make sure not, they're not Republicans. Yeah, that's not from any like actual fact. That's just my fantasy. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. I'm going to give Hey, it's a better shot than what I'm doing now. Oh, man. Also, here's here's something we can wrap our brains around for a little bit. I watched a Nick Cage movie, Shocker, called Red Rock West. Okay. And it starts with him doing one-armed push-ups in the middle of a highway, which is just, I, yes. I heard about this one then. Yeah. And it's just like, yes, of course. Of course he's doing that. But there's a there's a, a story arc in the movie where this like bad dude becomes the sheriff of a town because he just shows up to a small town and they're like, sure, you can be the sheriff. That's now my retirement plan. I'm just going to show okay. up to, to some random ass small town where there's like less than 100 people. And I'm going to be like, hey, can I be like the mayor or the sheriff? And they'll be like, uh, I don't know. And then... I will f- like either through a battle of wits or like some finesse. They'll be like, all right, this guy's the mayor. He slam dunked a basketball. He's now the mayor. Like it's in. And I'm just going to be like a weird mayor in a small town where hopefully like an alien abduction happens or like a crazy murder happens. So I can be on a Netflix documentary. Uh, speaking of Nicolas Cage movies, watch, uh, check out color out of space. If you guys haven't seen it, if you like HP Lovecraft, like I do check that shit yeah. out. Yeah, that's Bro, that's the also, one you do. You do. Oh, go ahead, Dante. I was just gonna say, watch uh, Palm Springs. Andy Samberg is a genius. Yeah, dude, that okay. movie was good. Palm Springs was good. Yeah. I like that. Hell, hell yeah! Those are some Dante. Shout all your stuff out. Your album is the only album downloaded <laughs> on my phone. It's the only one oh, on my nice. phone. Hell yeah, yeah baby! The I, squirrels get fat. It's out there. Go get it. Uh, also. The cool thing about uh, the album is it's made me uh, write new material. So I, I'm putting, I'm, I've got, let's just say I've got the tires in place for the new ride. Hell yeah! Get it. Uh, once this stuff clears up, I'm gonna be back on y'all's asses. I got stuff that I got jokes about bear spray, guys. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Finally, yeah. Uh, yeah. Project-nerd.com, dudesweetcast.com. Xander, you got anything else? Uh, just Black Skin Thunder on Twitter, but I just really talk shit to people on there that I hate. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Ian Douglas Terry on everything. And instead of making a fake account, just send me a fucking message. Cowards. <laughs> yeah, Cowards. Just, I'm like a very accessible person. You know, I'm not the boogeyman. I'm sorry you didn't get into Chrom five years ago, but fucking hit me up. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Well, thank right, well, you, Dante. Dante. Thanks for being on, man. Thank you guys yeah. for having me, man. It's always a pleasure. Always, get some good man. shit at the get some good state fair shit. 
I, I'm just I'm going for the lemonade. So yeah, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, everybody right, suck. Everybody, yeah, everybody suck it. That's all suck I have to it. say. Dude, sweet. Ha, ha, ha.